0: Donna Fox live with you on, on bbsradio.com. Today is the 29th of March 2015 and I am glad you're here. And my computer, I've got to tell you, is running a little bit weird so that's what's the cause for the lateness here because uh, I wanted to get up online so that I could take your email questions okay so let me just explain this all to you uh, first of all for those people who are not in, involved um, with the involved or understand about the akashic records I I ask you to I'm going to give you a little bit of an explanation the um, <laughs> it's still giving me our timer um, <laughs> I'm sorry Uh I am. Uh, the akashic records are the energetic recording of your soul's journey over every lifetime. So every thought, word, and deed are registered in the akashic records, including your soul's intention for this lifetime. So what the, what does that mean to you? That means that we have all come onto this planet for a reason and purpose, and that everything that has vibration or frequency. Is a part of the Akashic records. And what that also means is that there is a lot of information in the records that you can access when you know how to access the records. And these days there are many, many ways to access the records. Uh, the way I use is, is with a specific sacred prayer. The prayer I- itself is a vibrational key. And it has uh, ancient lineage to it, and that's what's important for you to know. Uh, it's ancient li- lineage that you can call you can call on at any time, and it helps you understand more about your life and more about I want I want to say destiny, if you will. Uh, but it doesn't tell you the future. It really just helps you understand the here and now. In fact, in, in the fact that there are many levels of Akashic, uh, there are many levels and realms within the Akashic records. And many times people will refer to it as the Divine Library. And that's because there are so many different books and rooms. If you've ever gone into a massive college, or University Library, it's just huge. Um, Same thing with the Akashic Records. And I like to think of the Akashic Records like a divine Google. So if you've ever tried to search the net for something, uh, the Internet, it's a matter of putting in the subject and watching what comes out. So that when I do a consultation for someone, all I need is their current legal name and their question So, what that means for you is that you can actually, um, when you call in today, and you can call in live, um, and it's free, and if you're in the United States or Canada, it's 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. You can call in your questions. And... We will uh, do the, and I say we because uh, I don't interpret anything. I tell you exactly what I see, hear, or sometimes feel, and that is straight from the masters, teachers, and loved ones of the Akashic Records. So if you're, uh, do you are do have a question, please feel free to call in. If you would like to email a question, you can email me at info, I-N-F as in Frank O, and uh, at akashicwisdom.com. It's the same name as the, the um, radio show. It's, it's info at akashicwisdom.com. Okay, so, and so during the course of the, of the our hour together, um, we can uh, do very interesting things so that you can call or you can uh, you could actually, no, you're better off to email me the the information email me your, your question and I can go ahead and if you're emailing please include your current le- legal name I won't mention your current legal name on the air uh, with your permission I may use your first name if you don't want that then please let me know that not to use any type of name whatsoever happy to do that as well and um, okay all right. So, uh, again, I have, it's info at akashicwisdom.com. Okay. So to, what are we talking about tonight? The message for tonight has um, has many, many levels to it. I don't know if you've ever read The Four Agreements, but it's an excellent book, and it's it can be very much interpreted through the Akashic Records from not a personal and a global, um, on a global level. So if we were to take the first question, and the, or not the first question, the first um, agreement, if you're willing, the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. And... That sounds easier than it is, and the reason that people would assume, well, of course, I'm impeccable with my word. You can't always cannot always assume that, and you cannot always um, make it. Uh, you cannot always understand what that means to you. But it's something that you need to decide. And I know that sounds a little bit convoluted, but when we're talking about being impeccable with our word, for some people it's a very hard thing to do on a a regular basis. They try very hard, but many times people will say they're going to do something and they don't. Uh, Many times they will... Um, want to tell the truth about something, but don't. And uh, also being impeccable with your word is something to explore as to how it has affected you in your life. What does being impeccable with your word mean to you? And what what do you expect of others? If you expect others to be impeccable with their word, what does that mean? And how have you communicated that that is your expectation? So tonight's um, show will will be more about asking you questions that you need to answer for yourself rather than telling you what to do. Um, There is some interpretation, but it's also a study Of how we want to move forward in our lives. So at work, I'm sure there are people at work that are not impeccable with their word. I'm sure you know people that are not impeccable with their word. I know that you probably even feel yourself that you are not impeccable with your word. And quite frankly, there are times where I have not been impeccable with my word. And it's being impeccable with your word is, is something that we work on, not to beat ourselves up with, but to work on and to notice and to adjust and align. In business, <laughs> being impeccable with your word may lose you deals, um, does in being impeccable with your word mean that you never tell an untruth? Does me, does being impeccable with your word mean that you, for example, are in one location or you represent a company but you don't actually work for that company? Is that being impeccable with your word? And there are some times where in some some businesses, some industries, where people are, they represent themselves as working for a company, but in fact they work for another company that represents that particular company. And so if you'd like to discuss what impeccable, being impeccable with your word means to you, I would love to hear your definition of it. And So let's talk about that. The next one, the next agreement, if I can get my book out here. The next agreement is always do your best. Now, or actually, it's don't take anything personally. Um, So what does that mean to you, not taking something personally? You know, we, we can walk around. Our life, and we can work with people. And if they, if you can't take uh, criticism or, or comments for improvement, or if you can't, if if you constantly think somebody is against you or they're not being fair to you, uh, that that needs to be looked at. Because if you don't take things personally, but you take them and look at the value of what the person is saying then you can take what you need to improve yourself without allowing your emotions to get into it. So by, by making a, a point of not taking things personally, you can help yourself in many ways, and it will not affect your uh, performance at work. Now, in your personal life, not taking things personally is, is sometimes hard. It's hard when you, we have a partner that maybe is critical, and it's, it's hard if somebody criticizes you or seems to reject you. But the reality is, is that if you take that information and look at it as to see where and how it could benefit you, that's going to be very important. So many times... Rejection is not rejection, it's protection. So many times when someone creates a situation that you want to walk away from, if you stay impeccable with your word and in your integrity, you walk away from it. And by not taking it personally, but learn looking at how it can be of benefit to you as well as benefit to The greater good, it makes it a little easier. So, again, where in your life have you allowed other people's words to control you? To create a situation where you, um, where you're either your performance or your attitude, or etc, was affected because you took what they said as personal. So I want you to just to remember this particular situation. If somebody came along and said to you, "I hate your green hair and you know you don't have green hair," then why would you take that personally? So always remember that when somebody else tells you something, it's not about you taking it personally. It's about you really hearing what's being said and deciding if there's some value to it for you. Not from a negative point of view, but from a positive point of view. And again, if you would like to to discuss this, I'm here Right here at bbsradio.com, and you can call in at 888-429-5471. or you can email your questions to info i n f as in Frank o at akashicwisdom.com. The third the third assumption a third agreement is don't make assumptions. Never assume you really know what's going on. You just, you cannot assume anything. Because what, I don't know if you know this, but you know what happens when you assume. And the idea is, is that you could be totally off base. So here's a, here's a, a point. If you were to see some people talking and they kept looking over at you, and they kept on talking. And then then all of a sudden somebody said something and they started laughing. You could assume that they were talking about you. And you could assume, and then you by assuming you take things personally, where they were complimenting you, they weren't saying anything bad. In fact, one person remembered a funny story that the two of you were together and you did something that made everybody laugh and admire you at the same time. So you can never assume anything because by assuming, again, you put your emotions in it. And what are your emotions? Your emotions aren't... Your emotions can lead you in a wrong path if you allow it. So it's real it's not about not being emotional. Of course there are certain things that are gonna happen that are gonna help you or create an emotional situation. But what what's being said here is that it's really more about living who you in, in, in the here and now. Living and not assuming, you know, what somebody's saying about you not assuming that you know the situation to have all the facts. So it's, the assumptions lead to judgments. And when you have judgments, you, you have opinions that may or may not be true. And so it's so important for you to get all the facts rather than assume because it's so much more important for you to know rather than assume. So if, in fact, you are impeccable with your word... If, in fact, you don't take things personally and if, in fact, you don't assume that when you come upon a situation, you can feel strong enough to ask the questions that need to be asked and move into a space of not assuming but knowing. And when you move into a space of knowing you then can move into a space of non-judgment. So this is about aligning with your own purity of spirit, about moving into your center and being who you truly are. And the last agreement of the four is always do your best. So you have to define what your best is. No one else can define your best. Only you know it. Now, other people can set goals or quotas that in your job, let's say, you have to meet. But only you know what your best is. And only you can be impeccable with your word about what your best is. Only you, in doing your best, won't have to worry about making any kinds of assumptions. So notice that. That when you do your best, these other agreements fall right into place. When you do your best, you are being impeccable with your word. When you do your best, you don't have to take anything personally because you know you've done your best. And when you've done your best, you don't make assumptions about what people are saying because you're feeling proud and complete with what you're doing. So I encourage you all to take a look at this this book. It's called The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz, and it's an, important, it's an important part of your life. So, again, you can e- email me, you can call me direct if you have any questions about your life at all. Maybe there's a situation in your life that you would like more clarity on. Now, you can certainly call in, and the master's teachers and loved ones will answer your question. The other questions we have is, is basically what now this is not part of four, the four Agreements, but we want to talk a little bit about the, the ideas of well, false assumptions well, I guess today is Palm Sunday, and for the Christian world, that would make that would be exactly what happened. If you are uh, a follower of, of Jesus, then it, it's that all the other people and the powers assumed he was a threat rather than a divine messenger. And so, the idea of these four agreements were real are very important, especially if you start if you try to work, live a divine-like life which again we were we are perfectly imperfect beings humans were not designed to be perfect humans are designed when we came into this life we took on the agreement that we would strive to understand our lives and strive to live in a non-judgmental world And the interesting thing, that's part of what we came in for. But humans are also designed to create judgment. Even if you judge something as good, it's still a judgment. But it's about noticing it and not allowing it to stick if it's somebody else's opinion. the only opinion that matters is your own. If you know you've always done your best, if you know that you are, are not taking things personally or you're sticking and doing your best to be impeccable with your word, then that's a part of you learning how to be more and closer to the divine. But the divine does not expect you to be perfect. The divine asks you as a human being to find joy. So in your life right now, what brings you the most joy? You know, it's interesting. I saw with my grandchildren last night, we went to see Cinderella. And the message was that people should love people specifically. Who they are, and always the the theme was always to be to have courage and always be kind. Okay, we have we have some questions, very interesting questions from Bob. Question is, you brought up human emotions and the stated they can lead you astray. That begs this a few questions about human emotions. Question, are human emotions a tool for creation and what is the purpose of human emotions? Well, those are great questions. Um, Okay. Human emotions can lead you astray in many ways, but they can also keep you on track. It's up to the human being to understand what their emotions are and how they serve them. That's number one. So, for example, if you know that you are always, if you're working with fear, then it's up to you to start moving into a space of understanding what your fears are, what their underlying motivations are, or their core issues, if you will. That so you can release those fears as being unfounded. Now, everybody, now the reality is, is everybody's afraid of something because there are a lot of things to be afraid of out there. Okay, so you can be afraid of, of flying on an airplane, you can be afraid of driving in a car, you can be afraid of your country going to war. Those are legitimate fears, but they, those fears should not overcome your life. They should not rule your life, if you will. And the purpose, if you will, uh, the next question is, are human emotions a tool for creation? Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever seen any beautiful paintings that were created out of an emotion of joy, happiness, anger. But there's some some there are paintings, there's art, um, and the creativity music music evolves and and evokes certain emotions the same way art does, the same way movies do. And those emotions are, are important to, from a creative point of view to have so that you can really take them your emotions, if you will, out of out of the box and look at the emotions from a point of objectivity. So when you can take the emotions out and, and study them, rather than allow the, allowing them to rule you, then they, be, they can really enhance your creativity. And the purpose of human emotions. In fact, they, humans are not the only ones that, that have emotions. Animals have emotions as well. And so, it's. It, I mean, I'm sure you've seen an evidence of um, various animals feeling sad, or um, or being loyal, or or being angry. Those are all emotions. So, emotions, in many cases, is what will motivate us to either protect ourselves, to become creative. Emotions are something that we have on this planet that's literally different than what is on the other side. On the other side, because there is it's such a pure place, there are no judgments. It's it it has um, no. It's all joyful, but it's there's no hills and valleys. We incarnate into a a physicality because we want to experience those hills and valleys. And some people will come to master their emotions. Again, looking at an emotion and seeing where the pluses and minuses are give you a greater control over what you allow into your life. That answered your question. But uh, those are great questions, Bob. Yes, very good questions. And again, if somebody else wants to uh, email a question in, that would be wonderful, or call in, that would be great. Um, Again, the phone numbers here uh, are 888-429-5471. And you can ask any questions you have about your life right now. And that, what's, what, what makes it tick, or why? You know, I was having a conversation earlier. Um, like to do a, um, uh, well, I'm not going to mention names, but I was talking to a, a, a lady earlier, and you know who you are, and to her daughter as well. Um, but what I was going to say is, is that the conversations are. There are many people out there that are at a crossroads in their spiritual journey. And during that crossroads, it's you're so undecided as to which way to go. or Or you know there's something great within you, but you're not sure how to uncover that greatness. The master's teachers and loved ones would like you to understand this 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 simple answer. Follow your curiosity and follow your joy. So within your spiritual journey, as you begin looking into various modalities and various information, if it doesn't align with you, let it go. However, Find the one that creates the most curiosity and fills your heart with the most joy in learning. And when you find that, you will find what brings you the most joy and it'll be your purpose. Or it'll be your purpose for that moment. See, the other piece is is people have the assumption that they have to do the same thing. Once they find it, they have to do the same thing for the rest of their lives. And they don't. There can be new chapters, new curiosities, new joys. And that's your purpose is to find the curiosities and the joys. So from a spiritual aspect, it's about what brings you the most curiosity and the most joy in learning. And you could also use that in business. What are you the most curious about from an industry point of view of how things work and what brings you the most joy in learning about it? I mean, it sounds like a very simple answer to a complex question. But it works every time. And what's interesting is that when you follow your curiosity, you're going to find more than one possibility, if you will, that will bring you joy. And at that point, you want to prioritize those areas from the most joy. So let's say you found five areas within spirituality that brought you great joy. So you want to begin learning about the one that's the top of the list And then move forward from there because if you make a list of of five top things that you enjoy, allow yourself to be focused on that one thing or that one area and then move to the next. It's like when you feel complete in what you've learned in your top priority, then go to the next one. Because I hear from people, well, I like so many things, and I don't know what to do, and I'm not sure where to go, and I don't know what's right. And it's never about being right. It's always about joy. It's always about what brings you, now, again, the greatest joy, and you creates the most curiosity within you. When you go and move, when you're trying to find purpose in your life, and you go and you search for the quote-unquote right thing, it will never show up. Because you're looking for right rather than happiness. And right is about pleasing others. it's what you think you should do rather than what your heart tells you or what you deeply want to do so it's for those people who are raised in a with a situation of having always to be right and our, and fear being wrong it's very important that you release the shoulds in your life and ask the question, what if? What if I were to do this? What are the possibilities? Where could I go with that? And begin your visualizations that way and allow your mind to wander. Allow your mind to move into the joy of experiencing that which you truly want allow yourself to move into the joy of imagining as if it were done what your life would look like at a perfect level We've talked about this before. Allow yourself two minutes of imagining. Set a timer. Just set a timer. And, and and the timer says, for the next two minutes, I'm going to imagine I am living the life I've always wanted. I'm going to picture every morsel of it. And I am only going to allow thoughts and feelings Of that in those two minutes so that the reason that's being said is that you don't want to be imagining your perfect life at one level and other level telling yourself it never can happen because it'll cancel it out so set the timer and and again this may take some time of discipline of thoughts and that's okay just two minutes 2 minutes a day. It could be in the morning, it could be at lunchtime. You know, you might be at lunch and you go in your car, set your phone timer for 2 minutes and only allow the thoughts of your perfect life to come in. You could also augment that by by journaling your perfect life. So that if you need to stay focused, you take your journal out and you read over and over again and feel, read and feel that perfect life for two minutes every day. Sights, sounds, checkbook balance, furniture in your room, view outside your window, anything that, that you feel is going to be a component and a part of a perfect life, and only do it for two minutes. So it here in Ohio it is 9:44 45. So we have we have 5 minutes more for somebody to give me a call or email me a question. Otherwise we're going to say goodnight because these messages if you've been listening, if you've been writing them down are very important for you. Very important and we want you to look at them and we want you to look move into them and we want you to Really allow yourself the wholeness of answering these questions. And again, they don't have to be answered all at once. But we started out with the four agreements, and there's questions there. Then we moved into uh, emotions, and there's questions there. And now we moved into manifesting, and there's questions there. Questions for you to answer, for you to analyze, for you to consider, ponder. Exercises like the visualization and the feeling. You know, most people think that all I have to do is visualize, but it's really when you combine the visualization with the feeling that it really kicks into gear. So if you combine the visualization with the, the writing, the feeling, and the visualization. There's one more component if you really want to do it, and that's your vision board. And what you do with your vision board is you literally go through magazines and cut out the areas or cut out the pictures that define what your your life is, what the way you want, whatever you want to manifest. And you can make the vision board as large or as small as you want. It may be just one picture. It may be a few. It may be a picture of the ocean. It doesn't make any difference. It's what's meaningful for you. And when you combine all of those and you do it on a daily basis, two minutes, you may find yourself, you may be find things shifting in a very interesting way. So I would love to have you Begin that, and today is the 29th of March. And if we do it every day, I promise to do it with you, and we'll do it together. And please email your res- your results to me at info at akashicwisdom.com. They can happen as as soon as tomorrow. They can happen. May take a few weeks, but I know that you're going to see things starting to shift. There's also, if you go up on Google, and if you, you know, you, there's a thing you can click on images. So let's say you say you want to live in a treehouse. I'm just coming to you. And so if you put treehouse in, they'll, they'll give you places for you to go. But if you, right there, it'll say images. It'll give you images of different treehouses. houses. So take a look at those and print out the ones you like and use those for your, your, uh, your stimulation. Okay? I really want to thank Bob for those questions. Those are good questions. I'm actually going to go deeper with those. I want to understand more about why we are the way we are. But you want to know something. We as humans are, are so complex. And we have so many things to learn about ourselves. It's a wonderful journey. It's an absolute wonderful journey. Sometimes we lose our way. Sometimes we forget the tools that we have that will bring us out of the darkness. Sometimes we forget we only have to carry a candle. And will never be dark. It, it'll we'll never be in darkness again. So I want you to remember that. In your heart, in your mind's eye, always carry a candle to light your way, and know that the divine is with you. And for those of you who 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 celebrate um Easter next week is Easter and for those of you who celebrate Passover Passover begins on Friday I wish you a, a very meaningful holiday uh, and for those of you who do or even whether you do or you don't Passover is a is is a holiday of freedom and it is about, really beginning to understand what keeps us in bondage. What what are the pharaohs in your life that keep you in bondage? So that's something to also contemplate. And the other piece for those people who celebrate Easter, it's really going to be important for you to understand that the The crucifixion of Christ was to show you, I mean, the religion says that he, he died for the sins, but it's also to show you that there is a reason and purpose for everything, that not everything looks, is as it seems. Really look at that. And that you can rise above anything and that when you rise above your trials and tribulations and your own woundedness, when you rise above that, And when you realize joy from being reborn within your own spirit of understanding yourself better and why things have happened, you will truly know the freedom that you've been looking for. That's so important. It's important to understand the symbology of these holidays. It's not just the events that happened. It's how we remember the events in today and how we relate those events to our, our own beingness. So we need to decide how are we holding ourselves in bondage? How are we holding ourselves back? And we also want to to understand how there have been situations and things in our lives that have, have brought us to our knees, that we have been able to resurrect ourselves from. And we need to understand the meaning and purpose of those things. 9.54 Nine fifty four here in Ohio. And I wanna say I wanna thank you so much for listening. I apologize I was a bit late. Hopefully we had somebody that didn't give up. No, Bob was still there. That's good. Thank you, Bob, for listening. And from now we're just going to move forward. The next time we're gonna be live, okay, is not next week but the week after. And I'm going to give you the date, and I hope you listen in with your questions. In the meantime, if you have questions, please email them so we can cover them on the show. Happy to do that. So the 12th is when we're going to be on again, 12th. If you're in the Eastern time zone, we're going to be on at 9 o'clock. And adjust from there in Pacific time at 6, and so on. So I'm going to close the show by saying I want to thank the masters, teachers, and loved ones of all you wonderful beings of light. We ask that all of your hearts be open, your burdens be lifted, and may you truly look into the mirror and see into the heart of the divine. And with that, we close the records by saying amen, amen, amen. The records are now closed. If you'll join me in saying "Amen," all right, folks, have a have a uh, a wonderful holiday, a meaningful holiday. Good night.